0: Hi, I'm Dave Bushong, KZ1O, and this is 99Hobbies.com. Welcome again to 99Hobbies.com. Today I'm really excited to have Tom Baker, NC6B, on the phone. Hi, Tom.
1: Good morning, Dave. How are Glad you today? Nice to be here with you. I'm, I'm doing fine.
0: Good. Uh, Tom is a teacher at Moore Park High School. Um, Tom, we talked a little before the show about the radio course that you teach, but I still have a lot of questions. I wonder if you could uh, bring our listeners up to date on uh, what this course Please is all about. Go
1: right ahead, sir. The, the course itself began uh, from an idea with my principal and I, N6LKI Kirk Miyashiro, and we were watching the relief efforts of the Hurricane Katrina situation back in 2005 and we both looked at each other and said there should some be something done here people should be involving the community it should be a very strong community effort since FEMA was falling all over itself and that's when he said you know what let's come up with a course that says the kids can, can help out hmm. and I wrote curriculum I put it through the Board of Education I, I put all the the time and effort into a a huge presentation for them and it eventually I got it to this point where it's now a class. The class began September of '06, and we're taking a whole class of kids, 32 kids, into a CPR AED, uh, which is an automated external defibrillator, uh, plus first aid, plus an amateur radio license, plus CERT. And it was our feeling to make it a community involvement. That's where we went with this. Now where we're going rather interesting. It has been one adventure after another. (laughs) How's that? Well, I got an email from uh, Daily News out here, Los Angeles Daily News, and they had mentioned to me that the class had received a gold award. I didn't know what a gold award was. I looked it up, did some research, and found out the Southern California chapter of the Emergency Services Association, so it's California Emergency Services Association, has an award they give out to about six entities every year. This one happened to be the gold award given to a public sector. Well, there's private sector, there's a platinum award, two of those public-private, and then there's the uh, another award called the President's Award, public and private sector. And we had garnered the public sector gold award to be given away to... The high school, this, in fact, it'll be the October 18th, this Wednesday, as we're speaking right now, Hmm. uh, up in South Lake Tahoe. So I'm flying up to South Lake Tahoe on Wednesday for the award.
0: I'll bet everybody's excited about that.
1: They're very excited about it.
0: So if you could tell me, um, for example, a typical day in the class or maybe a typical week, what um, do you cover... Uh, a particular subject one day, or do you cover a little bit each day, or how does that work? There's so many, you have, what, seven or eight things going on in this one?
1: You ask an excellent question. It's about two or three things going on all at one time, and it's two or three things going on all at one time throughout a five-day week, and we have one hour a day. I started on Monday, uh, it's, I try to make the class comfortable for them, so we stretch out the subject stretch it out over a period of about 15 weeks. The class is a year long. We took the ham radio license manual and stretched that out over 15 weeks. We took the American Red Cross manual, stretched it over about 15 weeks as well. Then I took CERT stretched out about 15 weeks. Nothing magical about that number, that just happens to be almost half a year mm-hmm. to allow the elastic aspect of testing, to allow guest speakers, to allow um, if a student may fall behind and what or if a student wants to go on ahead. A week looks like this. Monday we have co- what is called collaborative problem solving. Students come in. They work in groups of three and four in their teams with the class leaders, and they solve a particular problem. Okay, well, what's that kind of problem, Tom Baker? Well, it involved like last week. They took five elements of severe weather. What are five severe weather types that we would get in Southern California? And we do get that, by the way. Everyone says it's all blue sky. It's not. Not (laughs) all Britney Spears and blue sky. We get our yeah. We get our share of, of very intense you know, firestorm or we get rainfall or we get flash floods or whatever. So they work through a problem like last week's example of of, uh, severe weather. They named five types of severe weather, the possible impacts on the, the city, on themselves, and then five steps that they could take. So it's a scaffolded aspect of thinking through, hey, you know what, this does affect me, what can I come up with? So they work on that for about 10, 15 minutes. The last 30, 40 minutes of the period, we begin our ham radio license manual. And last week was Chapter 3, which was radio operations, uh, according to the curriculum that is espoused by American Radio Relay League. Tomorrow's, uh, meaning this coming week, it'll continue with Chapter 3. Well, that's Monday and that's Tuesday. So we spend some time practicing International Morse Code. And yes, they will learn International Morse Code very thoroughly. I want them to get at least five words a minute minimum. Um, the FCC hasn't made a ruling on whether they're going to continue with it or not. But I'm proceeding with, you know what, I want them to have this skill. So Monday, Tuesday, amateur radio. Wednesday, Thursday, American Red Cross. And then Friday, the speaker comes in or we summarize the week or we put together uh, a scenario. That's basically the week.
0: Hmm. The, um, the first part about problem solving um it's it's more important than a lot of people think, and a lot of times you see people trying to apply some solution to something before they've defined the problem. And I think that getting them to think about things in this in this order is probably very important. Now, we, the article also talks about um, various experts in different fields um, give presentations or or teach that part of the course. Do I understand that correctly?
1: You most certainly do. I, I wanted to go back and address something you mentioned: problem solving. That is a very difficult topic to teach, uh, especially to high school kids or middle school kids, uh, since I have high school. One, because problem solving isn't a linear process. It is not a, um, hey, I'll sit down and solve this problem today. It's more of a serendipitous. It's more of, you know, you might get the beginning, you might have the end, you might have the research, you might have, well, when you couple that with two or three other people who are also intensely engaged in problem solving and not too many more than that. Five tends to tangle it, and two is not enough. Mm-hmm. But when you put two or three or four together, problem-solving can flow, provided they're given that goal. And you're correct. You can founder. Problem-solving, even at the level, say, in, in business, in industry, and even in the military, and we did that extensively, is, it's very much uh, a, uh, a collaborative effort. So with that in mind... I have these speakers coming, and these, these are professionals in their own right, who come in and discuss a variety of things. A couple of weeks ago we had someone come from Los Angeles County Fire Department discussing disaster preparedness as far as it pertains to their capabilities, commensurate with their skills um, in a lay responder sense. And then we had someone come from the uh, State Farm Insurance. Now, I have no particular allegiance to any insurance company. It just happened to be State Farm. Mm-hmm. But they're all the same in that, hey, here's how you mitigate a disaster. Here's what we do. And down to maybe the thousandth or ten-thousandth of a decimal point, they're able to predict certain things uh, with their actuarial tables. Mm -hmm. Very predictable. However, again, problem-solving being what it is, they could not foresee the incredible impact and human misery following Katrina. Oh, Oh, now we can look back and say, well, you know what we should have done? We should have, you know, well, it's easy to say that, guys. However... The, the speakers come in, and they all present their own bit, their own flavor. Um, this coming week, I have uh, a gentleman from Ventura County Fire who's going to show first aid different a little bit from uh, the Red Cross first aid. Here you're trying to do, when you triage, which means to sort in French, triage the aspect insert. What you want to do is do as much good for as many people as possible. Okay. So you have to move on, and in an Im- impacted scenario disaster scenario you will have uh, people you'll have to move away from you put them in three coordinate and three coordinated uh lists and move on from there so yes the speakers when they come in they all have hey here's what we're going to be doing here's what we've done and here's how you fit so the students see themselves as no longer as hey i just kind of live here but they are very much geared toward their community now and that's my trickle-up approach that i
0: had taken that's that's a great result i I had a question if somebody were to say, for example, that exposing these young people to possible disaster scenarios like that wouldn't wouldn't uh maybe it scare them maybe
1: You know, they face possible disaster scenarios every single day, somehow, uh, some way. I think of Columbine. I think of uh, weather events. I think of their parents going through things. So it's not as if they're inured uh, to it. However, I don't expose them to the the dangerous elements of things that are beyond their capabilities. These students are very capable. They're an untapped pool of very powerful uh, connectivity of their own peers. Mm-hmm. So if in my in my opinion and in the opinion of the people who've come in from the uh um, disaster res- uh, response people from LA Fire and Ventura County Fire and they've told me Tom these students are excellent candidates to help us out as police explorer scouts, fire cadets. So, no, it's not beyond them. It's, I don't believe it's exposing them to too much. If anything, it's giving them a stake back in their community. Sure. And disasters don't happen every single day. The potential is there, but at least now we've exposed 30, 35 students who are now, you know what, I feel like I can be part of a problem, a uh, solution now, and not just the problem. I can be something. I'm not an event within an event. I can I can contribute.
0: That's good, and also, by having these um, outside speakers come in, you you get buy-in from, say, the fire department and the Red Cross and so forth, so when something happens, they might say, oh, I remember that course you were taking, and and instead of just being somebody who wants to help, they really can help because they already have a a prior relationship.
1: And that, probably right there, is a help, because now they've been exposed to... uh Say oh the, the fire department personnel who know of their skills, so it's not a surprise, and I already have students who are very keen on joining perhaps becoming an emergency medical technician or someone becoming say a fire cadet so there, there's a there's a definite interest
0: so they 've had some exposure to it, so they have some real life examples of what of what they're signing up for it um, seems like you have the perfect course to teach there they're very serious yet having a great time from the uh, the spirit that I got from the article I read.
1: They they very much so are. They're having a tremendous time. You know, and I didn't, I didn't think the course would take off like it has, uh, Dave. <laughs> I didn't think it would it would come up with such, you know, interest. I mean, I, I thought, okay, you know, we've got something here, but by the second week into it, we had more than two hundred students who wanted to switch out of their current elective and switch into my class. Now, my class can physically hold thirty-two, so the mathematics is and not reliable. And you had two hundred. <laughs> yeah, we, we needed to increase the number of periods. Uh-huh. We probably will have four to five sections of this class. But think of the connections. Oh, sure. The vocational links you have, in intern links you have students now that can go off and work part-time. You know, you have a student so highly credentialed and that's where they're starting to see this. They're going, wait a minute, I, I can do CPR and first aid and AED. I have an amateur radio license. I can work in the auspices. Uh, Guys of uh, an ICS uh, incident command system or emergency operations center. And these are students now that not just run a mill, but they are absolutely um, capable of, in a small way, going right back into this thing and saying, I can do this. Even if they don't even join, say, um, L.A. Fire, Ventura County Fire, get into police work in, in Ventura County out here, they can turn around and carry their skills with them lifelong, and that is so doable for them. Because they'll go anywhere with that sense of preparation in their mind forever.
0: I think you're working with some young adults here that we're going to be hearing from in the future.
1: I think so. I think I'll be having these students come back and visit Mr. Baker. I did this. Mr. Baker, guess what? We went here. I keep, I became this. And I'm just going to shake my head, and I'll say, you know what? You did awesome. This is what <laughs> I want to hear. You, you're becoming part of the solution, and you are, you're empowered. I think that's the best way to put it. When a student goes through this class, he or she, and I've got a lot of she's in that class, too. I want to make sure everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. A lot of the girls are, are very powerful and assured of themselves, but all the students will come out with that sense of, I can do this. I'm empowered. I can make a change and help someone else out, or myself.
0: That makes all the difference. Uh, now I'm going to put a link in the, sh- in the show notes to the uh, Ventura County paper. Is there uh, any other website that uh, people can go to to find out? And I also wanted, that's a two-part question, If say if another school wanted to start a program like this, um, is that something that's possible?
1: It most certainly is. Call me. Email me. Um, let me give you the website first, Dave, okay. if that's okay. It's www.mhs, as in Moorpark High School, www.mhsweather.org. weather dot okay. so mhsweather.org, and then follow the links where it says contact on the left-hand side, contact me, email me, call me. Um, And I have no problem responding and telling you, look, here's how we did it, here's what you can do. Disasters are ready to befall us anywhere, and the the fabric of it might change slightly because of your environment, but you're still going to have the tentacles reaching out of those three things that I said, amateur radio, uh, Red Cross, which we found to be the most valuable of all, uh, along with CERT those three things to me are the main. Anything else is a derivation. So yes, I'd be happy to tell anybody, hey, disasters are going to wait. You know, uh, they'll, they'll hit you. Um, but here's what we do in the meantime. So I'd rather have more and more people get empowered and put a program like this in place.
0: And I could also see how, as, as more of these uh, popped up around the country, the amateur radio aspect would tie in so that um, I could see the different groups uh, staying in touch with each other and interchanging ideas too.
1: Exactly and I I could see more and more of that articulation I guess if you want to call it that because amateur radio always seems to be um, used only when emergencies occur. No, I'd rather have an amateur radio club at every school, amateur radio kids uh, getting heavily into it and showing that it has an aspect to it that even outside of a disaster because it's a lot of fun. It's a great hobby.
0: Well, Tom Baker, NC6B, thank you so much for joining us on 99 Hobbies today. 73. Dave, thanks a lot.